Hello everyone, I am Charlie Tolhurst and welcome to the Hot Lap Vodcast. Um, episode 4 of the Hot Lap Vodcast. And wow, this is a very interesting series guys. The Hot Lap Vodcast is a motorsport podcast that looks at all the latest news from the world of motorsport. And we're going to be talking, and it's a podcast in general that chats about motorsport. And today's one... I'm actually taking you to the United States for the latest episode. Episode 4 is actually going to be talking about some of NASCAR's greatest racing circuits. But it's a selection of notable NASCAR circuits. And NASCAR have raced um, in America since the 1940s. I believe 1947 was one of the years that NASCAR actually originated. Um, And as well as that, NASCAR have been um, around for decades. Many decades um, in America. And it is still one of America's top level racing series so i'm going to go over some racing circuits from nascar now um please um feel free to have a listen because this is a, going to be a great podcast i really hope you enjoy it guys and um, this episode so lots of racetracks to talk about um and these race uh, racing circuits um do feature road courses as well because some of them are most of them are ovals um but yeah it's really important guys that you have a listen to some of these and um, great racing circuits so the first one I'm going to be speaking about um, on this podcast is Daytona International Speedway. Now, Daytona International Speedway is located in Daytona, uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, should I say. Um, it's one of Florida's premier racing circuits. It opened uh, back in 1959. Um, that was when the uh, Daytona 500 actually started taking place um, that year as well. Uh, Michael McDowell won the latest series, the 2021 series of the Daytona 500. Also... Um, the scenes of last lap crashes, including in 2001, sadly losing Dale Earnhardt um, on that particular race um, after Chevrolet Camaro um, got hit by Ken Schrader, um, who was in a full Mustang. So, you know, a horrendous crash. But the five, Daytona International Speedway is a high historic track. It is a 2.5-mile um, tri-oval circuit. Um, of course, the speedway itself features four turns. It does have, of course, a road course layout. Um, as well it has an infield circuit um, which hosts the O'Reilly Auto Parts 253 and that was won by Christopher Bell in 2021 um, as well the road course peel instead of the road course peels off um, at uh, the first just before the first corner so after you cross the start line you peel left um, and you go into a tight section into an infield through the dog leg into the horseshoe um, and through many corners uh, and then by about turn I think about turn set eight, you rejoin the speedway. And, of course, you then have um, two chicanes, actually, now that have been installed. The bus stop chicane, which is basically down after the exit of NASCAR's uh, one and two, you go into the chicane, down the back straight away. Um, and then, of course, you come out of that chicane, round to the left, and new for last year, they added in um, the, the NASCAR chicane down um, just before the main start finish straight um, on the tri-oval circuit um, in a bid to slow the cars down because you were travelling uh, down that straight very fast also as well used for the rolex 24 hours of daytona um i know that event fernando alonso is um multiple champion at them by what i'm hearing but it is part of the imsa um, um imsa endurance series um is the daytona 24 hours one of the biggest events on the motor racing calendar it's actually one of the first biggest events of the year because it's actually held i believe in winter in florida i believe it's actually in january that event is held so very interesting um so, yeah, Daytona International Speedway is one of America's best racing circuits. It attracts thousands of fans every year. And as well as that, um, a track that definitely um, divides attention on the NASCAR calendar. Great circuit. 
Now we're going to move on to Martinsville now. And short track rate oval racing um, is very important um, to NASCAR. Um, and short track racing in NASCAR is has been around for decades. Martinsville is the oldest continuously operating NASCAR track um, on the calendar. It opened in 1947, um, I believe. Its first race was actually in 1948 on the NASCAR calendar. Um, it's the oldest continue currently operating circuit on the NASCAR calendar. It is the shortest NASCAR track. It's only 0.5 of a mile long. It's only half a mile long. Uh, features some tight corners. Um, they're quite tight lines. We see a lot of cars uh, bunching up um, on that circuit. But that's the thrill of short track racing. That even though it's not very fast, you get to see lots of action, lots of overtaking. It is a pure oval circuit. 500 laps um, they race at this thing. It is not a massive track. It is famous for having two pit roads until one of them got converted into a garage. But yeah, it's a very interesting circuit. It's a very fun track, actually, Martinsville. I've, I've seen races on it. A lot of the playoffs tend to be held on Martinsville. Um, it also plays host to the Blue Emu uh, Maximum Pain Relief 500 as well, um, which is part of the NASCAR Cup Series. And it only features 12-degree banking, so it's not very steep at all, unlike some of the other circuits that I'll be covering later in this podcast. It's just 800-foot-long eight, straights. I mean, that is insanely short. So short straights um, and tight corners. It's going to be it's a great track. It's... Uh, Martinsville Raceway, as I mentioned, it will provide fantastic action for all your NASCAR lovers out there. If you if you love oval racing, you will love Martinsville. It is, it's not the longest track. It's one of the shortest tracks in the world and in America, but it's one of those ovals that is pure. It's a classic track, is Martinsville. Really love that circuit um, for everyone out there. Moving on now to Las Vegas Mode Speedway, um, which is a circuit or a oval circuit that is located um, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and Las Vegas Motor Speedway has been around since 1979. Um, huge complex at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It is um, Las Vegas's um, main attraction. Um, it's their main motorsport attraction. Um, it, it has a 1.5 mile oval circuit. Um, this is one of the fastest on the NASCAR calendar. It's a very fast circuit, this one. Uh, banking quite sharp as well, got quite steep banking on there, it's one of the circuits that features more steeper banking, um, it hosts the annual meeting um, of the Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube, this year won by Carl Larson in an NASCAR series, Carl Larson the latest winner of that event, um, and yeah, it's, it's a certain oval track that NASCAR really love, IndyCars also race there as well, um, and obviously in 2000 and 11, um, IndyCar actually had a massive crash at that circuit um, as well. Um, British racing driver and 2005 champion um, in IndyCar, Dan Weldon, actually lost his life um, following life-threatening injuries sustained in a frightening shunt. Um, it was actually an airborne shunt in the final race of the 2011 championship. Uh, 15 cars were actually involved, at, um, collided at, in turn, on lap 11 at turn 1, and sadly... Um, yeah, the uh, several drivers were involved, a um, few fuel tanks ruptured out, and it was one of the darkest days in American motorsport history, and one of the darkest days of 2011 as well. Um, we lost Dan Weldon. Um, but Las Vegas Motor Speedway is it's a circuit that is very fast. I'm not going to lie, it's one of the more dangerous tracks on the NASCAR calendar. It's, it is a crowd drawer for Las Vegas, but it's not one that I think drivers that much like. I don't, they don't, a lot of drivers I've heard have not been 
particularly big fans of this track. It's a very fast circuit. You're doing a very high speeds around here. Um, but definitely one that I think a lot of drivers don't really um, like driving. I mean, it's a circuit that I think doesn't, compared to other tracks, like unlike Martinsville, I think in terms of action, it's not quite at the same level, um, should I say, as Martinsville. But it's still a, a huge draw for the NASCAR crowd. I mean, it attracts thousands of spectators. So you can tell of its location. And I must admit, the oval does look pretty stunning as well from the outside. It's a, it's a very nice picturesque oval, this one. Um, I really like the way that the, the oval is integrated into the desert. It makes this a very unique place for NASCAR um, to race on. And IndyCar as well, because by the way, IndyCar used to go here as well. Moving on now to Bristol Motor Speedway um, now. Bristol Motor Speedway. Now, this um, is a short track oval racing circuit, which is located in Bristol, Tennessee. Now, the speedway measures um, just over half a mile long. It is slightly longer than Martinsville, but it's still one of the shortest on the calendar. However, Bristol does have slightly higher banking than Martinsville. Now, Bristol Motor Speedway is a favourite among NASCAR enthusiasts. Um, I love Bristol. I've watched some of the races from Bristol. Looks fantastic. The circuit as well is so fast. Like, for a short track, because of how steep the banking is, I'm going to get onto the banking in a minute. It is a very fast oval circuit indeed. I'm not lying. It is a very steep oval. So you have to be very careful when you're racing on here. Um, because Bristol Motor Speedway is very steep indeed. Um, and yeah, it is something that um, I'm going to get onto. And obviously it's, it's dubbed as well as the fastest half mile in the world. Um, due to its extraordinary banking. It's the only NASCAR circuit as well to feature two pit roads. Which I find very notorious. Especially if you're rejoining the circuit. Now... Um, Bristol has much deeper banking. It also is the third largest sports venue in the US as well. Capacity seating of 162,000 people, which means it's also the seventh largest uh, venue in the world. I mean, this is enormous, this place. It's got stadium-style seating. This is a massive venue, honestly. I mean, now this is probably one of the largest venues NASCAR goes to. Um, is is massive, honestly. I mean, I think the largest is Indianapolis. I think that's the largest multi-purpose sports facility in the world. I think Indianapolis Motor Speedway can get four hundred thousand fans in there. Um, so Bristol one hundred sixty-two thousand is massive. Um, as well as that, Bristol Motor Speedway features banking turns one and two. Um, feature banking to twenty-four degrees. Um, and um. 28 degrees being banked in turns 3 and 4. And there, of course, turns 3 and 4 are steeper. Now, the circuit was also relayed with um, new, newer asphalt um, as well. Um, just recently as well, the circuit um, undergoes several re resurfacing every year for NASCAR events um, as well. Short straights, again, like Martinsville, but of course, with the higher banking means you can go faster around the corners. It's not as fast as Daytona in terms of average speed, but it is still a very fast circuit. You're going to be looking... And again, 170, 180 mile an hour around this circuit as well. For the first time in 2021, uh, Bristol Motor Speedway um, will be using um, a very different um, system. So instead of 500 laps, it's going to be a 267 lap race. It's going to be run on dirt. The uh, Food City Dirt Race will be on the calendar um, this year. And it'll be the first time that the NASCAR Cup Series is raced on dirt since 1970. I know that NASCAR raced on truck series on dirt racing before, but this is the first time that they're going to be doing this in the Cup Series. So, I do expect them to be sliding about. You're going to see Chevrolet Camaros, full Mustangs, sliding about. 
So yeah, it's going to be very interesting indeed to see how that gets on. So yeah, a NASCAR track that is surely going to maybe pose a surprise actually, I think, because this circuit looks fantastic um, off uh, line as well. So yeah, that is some NASCAR circuits. But I also want to give you a shout out to another NASCAR circuit that I'm going to play a video of in a minute. Um, and this circuit is a one that I, is abandoned, um, actually. And obviously NASCAR um, used to go to a circuit called North Wilkesboro. Um, and North uh, Wilkesboro um, is one of NASCAR's most famous tracks, actually. Um, now, obviously, it did shut down quite a long time ago. Um, obviously, they do iRacing there. Um, Holly Farms 400 used to be held um, at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Um, and the Speedway itself did actually shut down in 2011. Um, and yeah, obviously, um, it has been closed since then. It is an abandoned Speedway now, sadly. Um, in terms of, obviously, NASCAR there, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's one of the fastest short track rate tracks in, in the world. Um, this is a short track oval circuit. Um, it's a pure oval, this one. Um, it is a short lap. The last time that NASCAR raced there was actually in 1996. Um, Jeff Gordon um, winning the September the 29th uh, 400 lap race um, around the speedway there. Um, they are, he's a past cup winner of that circuit, which was the Tyson Holly Farms 400 at North Wilkesboro. So it's certainly some very interesting... Um, interesting things there from North Wilkesboro. It's a very interesting um, speedway, and it's one that I think a lot of people will remember fondly. But here's a video of North Wilkesboro Speedway um, in North Carolina. Um, this speedway is one of America's um, most famous racetracks. Have a listen um, to this um, little video that I'm going to play for you now um, on... Um, North Wilkesboro Speedway. Here's some highlights from the circuit. Very well-respected dirt track through the 1950s. 
Enix Daily was firmly behind NASCAR's creation and was enthusiastic on races taking place in North Wilkesboro, and that's exactly what happened. The track was extremely popular with fans, and as NASCAR grew, so did the Speedway, with new grandstands and accompanying facilities. The Speedway could now hold up to 16,000 people, who many claimed had the best views of any NASCAR facility. Although, even with these modernizations in the 70s and 80s, the track and its facilities were still a little behind of the NASCAR standards. Honestly though, fans didn't really care. Because the track was much smaller relative to other NASCAR tracks, top speeds would only reach around 150 miles per hour, instead of 200 plus at tracks like Daytona. The slower speeds and smaller track meant there was just a lot more action with competitive, legendary drivers racing for first. Not only did the track produce a great show for fans, but for many visitors, even details down to the concession stands didn't cheap out on what others did. It's small details like that which set the track apart from most, and with that there was much more of an emotional connection to the speedway from its homegrown feel. Junior Johnson had described race weekends like a big fair, kinda like Disney World for race fans. Although things started moving downhill for the raceway. Longtime creator and owner Enix Staley passed away on May 22, 1995. Less than one month later, owner of Speedway Motorsports Inc., Brunton Smith, had purchased 50% ownership from the family. And by early 1996, the remaining 50% was sold to Bob Bear, a track developer and marketer for an alleged $7 million. The family now had no control of the track, and speculation arose on the possibility of Wilkesboro losing its Winston Cup race date with NASCAR. While the new owners had hoped to add new races to the track, the odds were enormously stacked against them and had been building like that for some time. By this point, the popularity of NASCAR exploded, which just meant the organization required more. NASCAR began building new tracks that would fit exactly their needs in terms of facilities, and also with the added benefit of adding more people, like Texas Motor Speedway, which was able to hold a staggering 180,000 people while the Wilkesboro track was only able to hold around 60,000 people. This along with its very inconvenient location and its out-of-date facilities just made it a poor choice for NASCAR to continue racing there. So the final NASCAR race to be held at North Wilkesboro Speedway took place on September 29, 1996, with Jeff Gordon taking first. The Speedway was now without a NASCAR future, and even a future of racing as a whole. The dates for next season's race were given to the newly opened Texas Motor Speedway, and following the last race at North Wilkesboro, the track was closed. Both owners had attempted to find possible events and races to be held at the track, but to no avail. The track was put up for sale in 2003 for $12 million, despite the evaluation's suggested price of $5 million. Because of the steep price, of course the Speedway was never sold. For the next couple of years, the track sat vacant and rotting with very few events until 2009, when racing finally returned. Goodyear had actually stepped in to sponsor the track for another three years, with the name now changed to the very catchy, the historic North Wilkesboro Speedway presented by Goodyear. The track held several 300 lap races, all considered to be a success. However, behind the scenes, things were a lot more grim. In May of 2011, Speedway Associates abruptly ended the partnership and closed the North Wilkesboro Speedway for the last time. Now the track sits vacant and in awful condition. After being abandoned for more than seven years, the Speedway is slowly deteriorating, with paint peeling and steel rusting. 
grandstands structurally unsound, and buildings with walls and roofs caved in. The pavement, which cars screamed across on, going 150 miles an hour, now has grass creeping through. The deterioration has gotten to the point now where it's likely that the facilities in their current form will never be used again. Wow. So that is North Wilkesboro Speedway for you there. Um, one of NASCAR's most famous track circuits I was just going to add on to this podcast. And sadly, in 1996, it held its last race. 2011, though, it sadly shut down. It was a huge shame because this was one of NASCAR's um, premier venues and one of its original um, paved circuits as well. So, yeah, it's a shame. Um, but, yeah, it was a circuit that I, I know a lot of people loved. And it's a circuit that I wanted to add on to this podcast for a lot of people and to enjoy. So, yeah, very interesting. We're now going to move on to Charlotte Motor Speedway. Now, Charlotte Motor Speedway is another NASCAR circuit that I'm going to be covering now. Um, it's located in Concord, North Carolina, and it's just outside of Charlotte. Um, I think it's located in Charlottesville, um, if I'm believed to be correct. But yes, the Charlotte Motor Speedway is a very unique NASCAR venue um, because it actually has two configurations. So I'm going to go over the configurations now. It has a 2.28-mile, 17-ton road course, which has an infield section. And it also has a 1.5-mile oval circuit um, as well. It's a 1.5-mile oval circuit. is a quad-oval design, very similar to the Texas Motor Speedway, where the front straightaway, it jets outwards slightly. Um, popular events at Charlotte Motor Speedway um, as well include the Bank of America Roval 400, the, mo the road course is actually called the Roval, which I find a very interesting name. Who would want to call a road course Roval? That is very interesting indeed. Um, and that's used for the NASCAR Cup Series and also NASCAR's longest race, the Coca-Cola 600, um, which is a quad -quad on the quad oval. It's a very fast track, this one, actually. Um, uh, the Coca-Cola 600. Um, the Coca-Cola 600... Um, is a NASCAR event, um, and that's going to be held on the 30th of May 2021 um, as well, at least the Coca-Cola 600, um, a race that's held at NAS on NASCAR's Charlotte Motor Speedway, um, and the last winner of that event um, was Brad Keselowski in 2020, driving for Team Penske in a Ford Mustang, so yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting circuit, this one, it's a very unique design, it's one of NASCAR's um, few tracks that has a road course built into it. It's one of the few NASCAR tracks, um, speedways that has a road course. It's a similar to Daytona. It's great that it has the road course in it as well because it means um, that um, this circuit can run basically as an oval circuit but also as um, a road course as well. And you can actually see when the oval is not being used, you can actually see that they've put this like wall in place. Um, to stop, um, like, drivers from going over the, the crossing over the circuit. Because, you, as you can see there, that's a part of the circuit is actually where you cross over and you actually go round there into another chicane. So, very interesting track, um, Charlotte Motor Speedway, um, with the two configurations. The Charlotte Motor Speedway road course, known as the Bank of America Roval 400. So, yeah, very interesting layout, um, should I say, um, for that one. Now we're going to round this podcast off with the Texas Motor Speedway. Um, now, Texas Motor Speedway is a motor racing circuit which is located in Fort Worth in Texas. 
Texas Motor Speedway is a quad oval design, as I mentioned earlier, similar to Charlotte Motor Speedway. The front straightaway jets outward slightly, so it's very unique for an oval design. Texas Motor Speedway um, opened in 1996, actually, um, and is a 1.4-mile oval circuit, so it's one of those 1.41-and-a-half-mile ovals, um, banked 20 degrees in turns 1 and 2 and 24 degrees in turns 3 and 4, so very steep banking. But this is one of the fastest NASCAR tracks on the calendar. Also um, is used for IndyCar as well. IndyCar heading to... Uh, Texas Motor Speedway twice this year um, for that oval racing. I'm going to believe it uses the Guineas 600 in NASCAR and the All-Star races are held there as well, along with a few other NASCAR events that are held at this speedway. Um, the Texas Motor Speedway is a huge draw for fans. It has modern facilities. The circuit as well has been open since the 1990s. Um, so with its modern facilities, it attracts thousands of people and is also one of the fastest um, circuits on the NASCAR kind of with speeds up to around 200 miles per hour being reached in qualifying around the 1.4 mile oval because of how um, flat it is as well um, it means that the cars can reach high speeds and Texas Motor Speedway is definitely one of the more signature circuits on the NASCAR and it was actually a circuit that I think replaced North Wilkes Row as mentioned earlier it is a, an oval circuit that NASCAR race on a lot um, and it is used for one of the um, all-star races as well and one of the playoff series as well. And um, so, yeah, it's very interesting as well. You could also have um, a few more NASCAR tracks in there as well. I'd throw in Homestead Miami Speedway, which opened in 1995. That circuit um, actually hosts the Dixie Vodka 400, which is one of, again, NASCAR's um, premier events. Um, the Dixie Vodka 400 is a 400-mile race around Homestead Miami Speedway. Um on that's a 1.5 mile oval as well. Slightly different though to Texas Motor Speedway. And I mean, honestly, guys, the, the Homestead Miami Speedway is a good track to race on. It has a road course layout as well, but the oval is used the most often. And NASCAR do race on that for the Dixie Vodka 400. And that was actually the final race of a NASCAR series um, between, um, I think, 2002 and 2019 that was um, being used there as well for the final race of the season. Um, so, um, you could know, there's so many other circuits that I could name for you, and I could ramble on all day, but let me know, guys, what you think your favourite NASCAR circuit is. I'd love to hear it. It would be amazing if you do. But thank you so much for watching the Hot Lap Vodcast today. Take care, everyone, and stay safe. Goodbye.